When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Hey Kim. Yes, Kirsty. What's your costume for Halloween? Well, this year I was thinking of going as a mummy. But you're always a mummy. Um, no, no, not a mommy, a mummy, <laughs> you know, like with the toilet paper wrapped all oh, around me. Oh, yes. yes. That's perfect. I think so, too. I got the idea after reading today's book, Moldy Locks and the Three Scares, a zombie <laughs> tale written by Lynn Marie and illustrated by David Rodriguez Lorenzo. I love how this fractured fairy tale is filled with tons of wordplay and follows Papa Scare, Mama Scare, and Baby Scare as they take a stroll to let their very hot alpha bat soup cool. (laughs) (laughs) The wordplay. I cannot get over the wordplay in this story. Here's a great line by Baby Scare. Somebody's dead asleep in my bed, screeched Baby. And there she is. (laughs) (laughs) Dead asleep great. So we have Lynn and David here to talk about their creative process behind Moldy Locks and the Three Scares. And we are also joined today by Valeria Cerventi, a friend of Lynn's who will be interpreting for David in today's interview. We're going to start with you, Lynn. Okay. What is the inspiration behind this book? Well, The inspiration is a number of things. First, I love fairy tales, and I wanted to do one that spoke to me, but hadn't been done in a certain way. So the Goldilocks tale had spoke to me. It had been done with dinosaurs. It had been done with rock stars. It had been done in a number of ways, so I was thinking about it. And then Moldy Locks came into my mind. It rhymed with Moldy Locks. And I'm so like, perfect. Yeah. So I'm like, it has to be a zombie. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really like zombies. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, I like monsters, though. So then I kept thinking about it. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be all zombies. And it just started growing and growing and growing. And I didn't really write it until it all came together. But what I did is I like basically took a pause. I read all the Goldilocks books to make sure that mine was gonna be different. And then it started coming together. So I would say the inspiration was the Goldilocks tale, was other Goldilocks tales. Corey Rosen Schwartz was a lot of the inspiration reading hers, and, and that was it. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yes, Corey is very good at those fractured fairy tales. Exactly. They were very inspiring because they were some that were well done. Mm-hmm. So well done. She's amazing. 
Yay, shout out to Corey. Okay, David, we love your art and we're wondering what inspired you to choose this project to work on. Vale, pues eh, la verdad que yo soy un apasionado del cine de, de terror. Entonces, pues no... He's a super fan of the horror movies, like all the horror cinematography. And like for him to find a story that would involve a girl uh, that was a zombie, that was it for him. That was like, <laughs> he was basically mesmerized by it and like really got him that way. As I had said, like, I wasn't so much about the zombie, but my main character was a zombie and I did make her lovable to me. So I was a little bit nervous how she was gonna be depicted because you let that go to an illustrator. So she's like my baby now and I want her to be in a certain way. And I was nervous. And when I got her back, I felt like David did just the right thing with her. <laughs> I know, but I wanna say, um, David, te amo. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just, I love that. Yay. Lynn, can you give us a look into your writing process for this story? Yes, I'm happy to share it because it actually was a lot of work. In a good, in, in, no, in a good way. I really wanted to make sure that it was different from what was out there and that I could sell it. So I read like, all the Goldilocks books and I flipped everything I could. I didn't like in the original Goldilocks story that she was an, an intruder and I really thought of her as more like a curious little girl. So I wanted her to be depicted as such. So that was like the first thing I flipped. And it was kind of easy because as instead of making her an intruder, I made her an answer to the scares nightmares, which was a little fun twist. And then the adoption fractured family thing came into play and I'm adopted. So that got woven throughout. From that moment on, like I switched stuff up. I made the father was the cook who stayed at home and provided for the family. The mother worked in the lab. And I just made sure from reading everything else and trying to go against the regular stereotypes that I mixed stuff up and made it fresh and original so that people would enjoy it and feel like they were reading something new, just not another old and tired Goldilocks retelling. You definitely succeeded. Absolutely. David, can you give us a look into the illustrating process for this story? Eh, pues nada, eh, en el primer momento pues eh, trato de hacer una primera aproximación pues de lo que se me ocurre al justo al leer el, el texto. Basically, uh, the, the process that he used was he first waited for the text, he went through it, he read it first to, uh, and he didn't, he, he really tries not to get like any... Oh outside influence before getting to the text so he doesn't have like any external kind of influence on it just based like so he can kind of immerse himself on the characters of the book so he can then go through the process of the of the basic and, and the beginning of the sketches first he uses acrylic paint he uses pencil color pencils and then he moves on the part where he goes to di digitalize all the images but there's no retouching on that process 
It's just, you know, what he has created that goes to be digitalized. Is this how Moldilocks looked when you first drew her? Or how many versions of Moldilocks did you have to draw before you settled on this one? Pues, a ver, eh, hubo una previa, pero bueno, ya se parecía bastante a, a esta. Lo que pasa es que digamos que esta es como un poco más exagerada. Entonces, so, there was one before this one that it was a little bit more uh, conservative, to put it in a way, and this one is like more like the character, like the, all the features got a little bit more exaggerated and more like... So, but from the beginning, that's pretty much in a in a gross mode, like exactly how he pictured her. Wow. <laughs> Me too. Yes. So, for both of you, we'll start with you, David. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? Vale, pues eh, la verdad que me gustaría que. Eh, se sintiese identificado con, con, con el personaje. La verdad que me gusta mucho la historia de Lin. Eh, He would really gusta. like people to feel like identified with more like the character itself, uh, the main character with Moldilocks, with the story itself. He feels that, given that the story is like so rich in diversity and how it shows like the different kind of like family and it's so, so kind of like current to what we're living in, like, that's what he would like people to feel more identified with how broad and diverse it is. And he loves how this family works. What about you, Lynn? What do you hope people feel or learn when they read Moldy Locks and the Three Scares? I would basically say the same thing. So I had spoke to the adoption slash fractured family angle, and I guess the message is that families come in all shapes and sizes, and we come across family in different ways, and I think we should embrace whatever family becomes our family, however life presents, whatever family we get, and embrace them and not put a look or a color or anything on it. And just whoever we come together with as family, embrace that and be happy. A big shout out to Valeria Cerventi for her help with the Spanish English translation in today's episode. And a big thank you to Lynn and David for giving us a look into their creative process for Moldy Locks and the Three Scares. Check out the show notes to learn more about Lynn and David and their other fabulous books. And remember, if you have a picture book you love and you think we might love it too, send us an email at picturebooklook2 at gmail.com. That's picturebooklook and the number two at gmail.com. Happy looking! looking.